Hello and welcome to our second series of Keeping Life Simple with Paula Royal and Sheena Oxer. In this series we're interviewing different people from different areas of life and asking them what difference this simple yet profound understanding has made to their life. Our second guest is Esme Stanton. Esme came across this understanding about three years ago having seen a family member go through changes. She got curious about it for herself Please listen to the episode in series one called The Diagram to get a very clear description of what we mean when we say the understanding. So Esme, it's lovely to have you here with us to say today. Welcome. Thank you. Esme's a mother of two children living with her husband and the children in the New Forest in the UK. She's lived all over the world from Hungary to Japan. She has a degree in construction management and when it became clear that she couldn't follow a career in construction, she became a very interested in health and healing, and she worked with massage and aromatherapy. So Esme, I understand that we, um, we find you recently moved into a new house again. Yes. Yes, which is an experience that most people believe is the second most stressful thing you do, bar a family member dying. How did you find this move? Yes, um, we were lucky to move between um, Brexit and um, this coronavirus all kicking off. It was actually relatively stress-free, to be quite honest. Um, I've moved a few times in my life and I found that this time, not all times have I found it stressful, but I've just found it that it just flowed and I got a bit stressed at times when we were asked for certain bits of documentation that I had to run around for, but generally speaking, it was okay. It was okay. Would, would you say that it was different from the other moves you've had? Definitely different from some of them. I had a lot less thinking about what could go wrong, what I had to do, where I needed to be, and why I was doing it. And it was just, just a lot less thinking about what what would go wrong and um, getting it all in all the ducks in the row that you have to get in the row in order to get things moving and I, I just felt that as long as I'd done as much as I needed to do that there was only so much I could do and the rest would just take the course it needed to take rather than me having to stress and worry about where it was going to. So it sounds to me like you really felt that you weren't in control of it, that life was in control of it, and that you knew the bits that you could do and influence, but life was just going to unfold. Yes, exactly. Yes. There was only so much I can do, and the rest just would, would just happen whether or not I stressed about it. It's often the case when we, when we move house, isn't it, that um, we're already two steps ahead, that we just think about the whole scenario, what we need to go through and what we need to do and, and, and plan all these things. And um, I think with this understanding, what it shows us really nicely is that we only need to know what's right in front of us, isn't it? And I think, is that what happened with you? Yes. I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I don't, in particularly when I was being asked for certain documentation that I didn't have to hand, I could see my thinking going off on different directions, why I hadn't got it in place before, why it wasn't there. But once I sort of just did what I needed to do and just let it go and let it leave it there, then it was 
it just all fell away again all that thinking yeah so it sounds to me like you'd made the connection between the stress and the thinking rather than the stress and the moving house oh yeah I hadn't thought about it like that but yes yeah 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 so that's nice to, to notice isn't it it's great when we <laughs> say oh bing, I'm thinking I'm I've got this yes I don't yeah. always have it I, I can know you absolutely nobody ever has it all the time do they which is which is lovely it makes us human yes hmm. yeah because a lot of the time especially with house moving you know because it is such a big thing or we see it as such a big thing we make this big story about it isn't it so we move house and then when people ask us you know how are you doing and you say oh God, it's so busy in the moment. I'm moving house and it's all, everything comes up. But actually in that moment, you're talking to your friend, you are actually absolutely fine. But mm. we don't realize that without that understanding. Yes, yes. Yes, that does happen, doesn't it? So I just wonder um, if you could go just a little bit further into that you know how how was it before how was your house moving before because Sheena was just asking you you know you you, you did move so often your houses and um did did was it really stressful um I am trying to think about other house moves and I have to say to be quite honest I the last few the actual house moves haven't been that stressful. The actual fact that I've been moving country, I've been found, finding, I found more stressful. I suppose because I was moving country a lot of the time, that sort of took over. And because I also had the support of being moved by movers who come and pack, and I just had to make sure everything was in the right place so that everything got packed and moved to the correct location as opposed to the wrong one. So with a move to Japan, I felt really stressed about actually moving. And I had so much thinking about pulling my children out of this wonderful new forest that we live in. And the fact that we'll be living in concrete and not near nature. And just that, that was what filled my head with my thinking. And that was what I found most stressful about that move was a lot of thinking about that, not so much about the actual physically moving because we weren't selling a house we were renting that's where my focus of my <laughs> my thoughts were at that point so it's more stressful to move when you uh, when you're buying rather than renting oh yes yes <laughs> that is um something that um, i was clearly saying much more more stressful yes but moving country <laughs> yes that was uh, not necessarily always the most stressful thing but um well, I understand that moving back from Japan, you had a lot of thinking about um, that you didn't realise was thought. You thought it was, you know, absolutely set in stone that you were going to move back into the country and put on weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd moved back to the country from another one, back to the UK from when I lived somewhere else. And I found it quite tricky and I put on a whole load of weight. So when I was in Japan before the move back, I had this thought that when I move back, of course, I'm going to get depressed and put on weight again, because that's what happened the last time. And um, lo and behold, that's how life played out. But I, I was so convinced that this is what would happen. So yes, I put on quite a large amount of weight for me in a very short time. 
yes and it took a while until I realized that it was only a thought and that it wasn't true and that the, that it can change and that it actually wasn't anything really yeah it wasn't anything to do but it would change and then um, Paola had this lovely course also to do with the principles and how you deal with your th thinking about food and your relationship to food and I managed to lose all that weight very quickly again and it just fell off again. That's really interesting when we see these beliefs isn't it? So I mean we create all these innocently created beliefs around different things in our life and uh, like you said you know you were able to see that belief and that's when it changed and like you said it changed without you having to do anything just seeing that um, and that's the thing what I hear as well with you with that move what we were talking about you know you suddenly you don't even know the changes what happened what was different from the moves you had before to the moves now, you're just showing up differently, isn't it? And that is when we, um, when we are able to be more present, you know, and we just deal with stuff, like I said before, which is right in front of us and we get less caught up into thought, we start to show up differently. And then things just fall into place. Like you say, you let go of the weight, uh, the movement without a lot of stress. That's wonderful. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Much easier. Mm. So, Esme, I, I understand um, that you've got a daughter who has some, some differences. I'll just call them differences that you started to notice around the age of three. Is, is that right? Uh, yes, I've got a daughter. She, her development was a lot slower than my other one, my, my elder daughter. There's nothing really, there's nothing wrong with her. Um, although I, I know that I've had a lot of thinking about, I need to do something about it because she has needed a lot of extra help with various different things. Yes, so she's in a school that is quite supportive of her. Obviously now I'm doing the supporting bit um, now that mm -hmm. we're at home. I'm trying to do whatever I can for her, yes. Would you say that knowing how you experience life has made a difference with your concerns about her? Yes, I can see that, sometimes I can see that there is nothing I really need to do. Sometimes I don't, and sometimes I get quite worked up about it. But more and more I can see I just need to be with her as myself and that's all I need to do and sometimes I just find that hard even doing just that well I think that's human isn't it you know we're what we're talking about here is an understanding of life we're not talking about knowing that understanding 100% of the time but that being an absolute stable base that we always have to go back to and I think what you probably experience with your daughter is that unconditional love Yes, yes. And we have a lovely time together. Most of the time, yes. So how do you find that now with home education? When you say, you know, that was taken off your hand because she was in school. Now she's full time 
with you and you have to home educate her. That can't be always easy as well. How's that going there? Is that different? Um, it is different. Um, there's a different pace of life, obviously, to school um, for both of my children. My older one tends to just plow on with what she needs to get done and then does her own thing. My younger one pretty much needs me to sit down with her most of the time. Is it uh, the younger ones who had the issue? Is it? Yes, yes, the younger one. And so, yeah, my younger daughter, I just sit with her and work through it, what, it, what she needs to work through. Um, to be honest, I've just had three and a half. She's still on holiday. So as of tomorrow, she's, we start back to, back to school. So back to it. But um, yes, I find the less of an agenda I have about what has to be done, the easier it is, whatever gets done. If I'm just pushing and pressing up against it, then there's a lot of, then I get resistance back. And when I'm less pushy, I can access a point of just finding a way to engage. Oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. I found that with my son, you know, when, when I really saw that my experience had nothing to do with him. And I saw when I'm somehow frustrated because he didn't behave in a certain way, I wanted him to. And I saw that had nothing to do with him, but with expectations I had on him, I could take responsibility back for my own actions and I could see what was going on for me, that changed the way I could see him as well. Yeah. And then I could see what was actually going on with him in that moment. And when he had frustration because he didn't want to do his homework or something, you know, that had actually as well nothing to do with me, but I could see what was going on for him in that moment. So, I could be more neutral and see what the issue was with him to engage with his issue, if you see what I mean. Is that what you're talking about too? Yes, yes. And it's, it's what came up, the word that came into my mind was having more compassion for both yourself and the other person for what understanding that they have certain thinking going on and when we have, you know, we have compassion, I have compassion for the other person because they have a lot of thinking, which is why they're showing up, you know, with their behavior or resistance or not wanting to do what I want them to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have maybe an example with your daughter in that way? Oh. Probably hundreds. <laughs> yes. Getting up. Well, getting getting dressed in the morning you know instead of just going down down and yeah yeah there are you know it's it just shows up all the time yeah there are lots of little bumps along the the road and all the every day you know where you know I can either show up with understanding and compassion or frustration and the day sort of goes and takes its roller coaster up and down depending on how I'm dealing with it really because, I mean, in the moment, I think for, I mean, my son is older, 
and um, he also he doesn't live with me but I can imagine you know when you have your whole family together in the moment there must be some conflicts coming up but do you find you're dealing with that in a different way through having this understanding um to be honest I I did think that it might have been a bumpier road than it was or it has been so far um yeah I, I think it's actually gone better than I imagined it would very likely because I have this understanding of how we work it doesn't always feel like I have that understanding <laughs> it doesn't always show you know I don't always show up as if I have this understanding but I think that because under, underneath it all I do because I have this understanding I show up differently it's not always that I can remember it, but it's behind that when I'm showing up thinking that you're making me upset, it's still there. I don't know if that makes that's sense. That's a nice thing, yeah, but that's a nice thing with this understanding, isn't it? Like Sheena as well said, this understanding is not to say that we are suddenly superhuman, you know, and we're enlightened, you know, because uh, enlightenment is actually the whole picture that we, uh, we are human and we're getting upset, but we know it's okay to feel upset. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a lot less thinking when I have got upset. It just then passed we are less judgmental with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, a lot less judgmental. Yeah, a lot. In fact, that's, yeah. Yes, it's always, it, yeah, it's a much, much easier passage because of it. And even when I have a whole lot of anxiety or a whole lot of whatever thinking, I know that it will pass and I don't have to actually do anything about it, even though it feels like an emergency at the time. And that's really key because I think a lot of people at the moment, because we're recording this during the time of COVID-19 and lots of people are on lockdown, I see lots and lots of people chasing their mental health, lots and lots of people chasing things that are available to them right now. You know, mm. people knew that their mental health was with them right now. They wouldn't go searching. They wouldn't be chasing nature they wouldn't be chasing mindfulness they wouldn't be chasing exercise to make themselves feel better they'd do them because they enjoy doing them but they didn't wouldn't be doing them to make themselves feel better and i think that's such a key thing that we're really missing in our society at the moment mm. yeah yes i don't there isn't any need to do anything except to remember that there is that this is absolutely perfect right now it is everything is just right just perfect right now yes and i sometimes i have to hang on to that <laughs> tightly <laughs> don't be all yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i love about this understanding you know it it is okay whatever it is and we don't need to try to think positive and do positive things that's just no. lovely. It's very and another, yes. another thing I love about this understanding of life is that it's, it isn't about the positive and the negative. It's, it's all human experience and it's nothing to do with, we label things positive, we label things negative. And 
it doesn't matter whether they are whether we label them as positive or negative they are just experiences we are having beautiful you said once before that you apparently you have been ill recently yes i don't i don't think i have had the virus but i have been in bed quite a bit over the last three weeks my voice is just coming back to normal because of COVID-19, so do you have the feeling because you know where your experience is coming from moment to moment, did that make a difference to understand with the illness you went through? I think it probably did. Although I have had other experiences in my life to do with illness of mine and my daughter, my younger daughter, where I was confused about how easily I found it. So going back to I was um, when I was trying to get pregnant, I had IVF that my body reacted to and I ended up in hospital. I just remember feeling grateful that I was being looked after and being helped. I didn't have any thinking about a bit emotional because I, you know, I was trying to get pregnant and the IVF and everything else. But I had very little thinking about why I was in hospital and why me and all this. I was confused at how easily I found it. And the second time was, was when my younger daughter was in hospital in Japan, foreign country. We hadn't been there a year. She ended up with very low plasma, I think it was, in her blood. I mean, it was if she'd fallen over and bumped her head, it would have been very serious. But I had almost no thinking about her being in hospital. It was actually quite weird at the time. I found that quite weird. But I now realised that it was just how we experience life is thought in the moment, that it will make sense. <laughs> that bit was actually quite simple. Just from moment to moment. Yeah. I know that your relationship with your parents has changed as well. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that one? Yes, um, it's predominantly with my dad, actually. Um, we had quite a sort of strict upbringing and it was quite tricky having a strict and you can't deviate from what is expected. But I didn't really feel the love that was coming through and also I found that when I left and came back I would sort of try and squash myself back to where I thought I should be and a lot of thinking about what sort of I should be doing and if he got angry I would just try and find a way of making it okay and, and diffusing it and thought that was my job. Just feeling very awkward with the whole situation. And now with the experience of understanding my thoughts and feelings are completely linked, I can understand that whatever he is saying or feeling or thinking has got nothing to do with me. And I used to feel like what someone else, whatever he was thinking and saying 
was related to how I should behave and feel and think. And now I can see that it doesn't. Wow, that's big. Mm. That's really big. That's, wow, that's, the, I think that that is a part of the understanding which is so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really liberating and freeing. Because it lets me to understand myself better, but as well the other person. It just and it allows a space to be for both of us, rather than trying to fill it with the, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. Yeah. Thank you, Esme. Um, do you think your understanding is helping you to navigate the fear that the COVID-19 is understandably bringing up in everyone and you included? Yes, I do feel that I, I had a lot of sadness when it was all, when everything was shutting down. So I just sat there and allowed that sadness to cry. I just cried and I just thought, you know what? I have sadness about this and it's okay just to cry. I had thoughts about people and concerns about people working in the hospitals and immense gratitude for them. concerns about you know I am in a position where I don't actually have to worry about my husband losing his job so I am grateful for that but it's at the same time I, I've seen anxiety come through about what if he did lose his job what if society stops working what happens if the food starts coming to the shops what happens and I can see it numbers of thoughts of what ifs and and I can see it more clearly than I could before that they are thoughts and then taking it back right now there isn't anything I need to do right now I am I okay right now and it's just as simple as am I, am I okay with this right now and so far, I've answered yes. It's really great to notice that the fear is normally of something that is in the future. Yes, that, yes. Yes, it's a fear of future. And mo most of the time, if we feel something that feels like fear in the moment, it's, it's actions us to do something. Like take our hat, take your hand off the hot plate. <laughs> you know, actually, actions us to do something rather than the fear is just cogitative thoughts. You know, and, and I don't say just very lightly. I mean simply, it's not just; it is simply thoughts. Yeah, because thoughts, thoughts, powerful. Thought, thought creates our reality. Yes, I, I found myself saying that sometimes. Go, oh, it's just thought. And it's just like, hang on a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. That's that's powerful. It's don't don't dismiss the just bit. Yeah. And it's it's much more um, 
a relaxed way of saying it. it's simply thought giving how you know how would life look if you gave yourself infinite an infinite break infinite sort of yeah it's just, it's it's much easier it's really important to see what you just said with uh, the fear about future the future events isn't it yeah um, because i mean i see that on on myself in the moment we easily engage in stuff what the news bring um, there is lots of controversial articles in the moment and we can really engage in that and in that moment when we engage in that we start to be fearful about um, scenarios that could be and we don't know how they're going to work out or not and we get taken away from that present moment right now yes and with this understanding it gives us the possibility to come back to this moment right now very quickly because we see that this all happens through the power of thought yes exactly yeah it's very yeah it, it is so easy just to sort of get caught up I do find that I can go through a huge range of emotions within a split second and I can notice that I can be upset angry frustrated disappointed almost within a snap of a fingers and it's just that thought and it's just like a blast of thoughts it's much easier knowing that it is thought that's creating all these emotions and that I don't actually need to do anything with it. It's not an emergency and I don't, I don't need to do anything. It's, it makes life a little bit, um, or a whole lot easier, actually. I can hear the relief in your voice when you say that. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank goodness for that. I actually don't have to do anything about all these feelings that are coming to me. And that, again, that's a big misunderstanding that we have in our, in our culture, isn't it? That, you know, if we feel sad, we need to change our thinking somehow to make ourselves feel better. Thought changes so quickly. I mean, what you've explained is evidence for us that thought change so quickly. Just bang, bang, bang. It changes, so changes, changes all the time. And by creating a problem, we, we kind of keep it in its place, really. Yes. Rather than letting it freely flow. Yes. I have seen that as well. I have experienced where I've held on to a thought or feeling and thought that's wrong I shouldn't be I shouldn't be feeling like this that's a that's a very familiar thing. I shouldn't be feeling this and then because I shouldn't be feeling like this it then persists whereas I find that if I sort of get curious and look into that feeling and go oh yeah I'm feeling that somehow it just disappears I, I don't know and I don't have to do anything and I don't know why and you don't need to know why no no. Yeah. But it's the 100% rule, isn't it? You know, the 100% rule is there is no other place to look than thought in the moment for anything that I'm feeling. And that's such a relief to me because I thought there was lots of things that I had to look at and do, you know, having suffered with anxiety and depression, you know, I thought I had to change it. And I thought I had to, you know, it was about something that happened in my past and I had to change that. So it's just such a relief to go, it's a thought in this moment and that's it, full stop. Oh, thank goodness. I could put down my pen. I don't need to do any more. <laughs> yeah. That isn't to say that I don't get periods of feeling a bit depressed still. You know, I still go through times and it feels 
like I really need to do something and I just have to end up sitting with a depressed feeling for a bit until something shifts and then it yeah and then it does move on when you say that what stops you then from picking up another self-development book or going on another course or something you know what is it what changed in that way um that's what we normally do isn't it yes it is i don't feel i know it's not going to help anymore i know talking about it endlessly with somebody is not going to actually make me feel any better counseling or whatever you're doing that it's got nothing to do with talking about it and i certainly don't want to talk to someone else like a friend who's going to commiserate with me <laughs> um before i just end up well i'll just end up dwelling on it more and i just know I just know that it is just going to pass on its own. It's a deep knowing, isn't it? It's a knowing because somebody's, it's not a knowing because somebody's told us, it's, it's something that comes from within us. And that's, that's the knowing that knows that we don't have to pick up another book or go on another course or, or do something else. It's that <laughs> knowing that stops us from keeping on searching, isn't it? The reason why I don't feel like I have to keep searching is because I've had insights with this and I've had quite a lot of insights some of which I can see some which I can't see and I can just feel my body relax and something shifting deep within me and it feels like a deep knowing a realization of a closer understanding of who we really are What would you say is your biggest insight? If you can't think of your biggest insight, then maybe um, your second insight. Your second biggest, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe one you've had recently. In the yes, last because you were just saying you had big insights, so I just. I know. I know. I know. I've had insights. I've had big aha moments. I know I'm showing up differently, but it doesn't feel like I'm making an effort to do that. Insight wise, I think it's it was to do it's to do with relationships. Hanging my thinking my feelings on somebody else's feelings. Like you were saying with your dad before. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that sounded like quite a big one you said before, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well that's beautiful. I think that was for me as well one of the biggest ones, you know, to really see, you know, I cannot think like you and you cannot think like me. I think that's that's really big, isn't it? And mm. it gives us more love towards the other person and towards ourselves. Mm. And and I know Esme, so obviously I, I've I've seen her had insights and I know that what she's describing is, is probably feels like a bit of a wordless insight. It's just that ah but you have no words to say what's just happened. <laughs> yes, it's something has shifted and feels different inside me and I just, I can feel my body relax. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because that's often the case, isn't it? That we just show up differently. We don't even know what happened. And after a while, we'd be like, oh yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And, oh yeah, um, I haven't even thought about that. Mm.
and that's that's okay and that's all we need to know because it's not always like that big moment you know so yeah mm. so thank you Esme for doing this interview with us oh thank you for having me Thank you for listening to this podcast and we look forward to hearing you in our next podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our websites are www.sheenaoxa.co.uk and www.healthylivingwithpaolaroya.co.uk These podcasts are for information, education and entertainment only. We offer one-to-ones and intensives. We love hearing from you. Bye-bye.